Welcome to a third episode of Will Hilson Under the Magnifying Glass. I hope that you guys enjoy all the episodes so far. And in this episode, well, I sat down with Ryan G. Hines. He is a theater artist very well known in Toronto. And we discussed about being gay in theater, queerness in the 90s, and a lot more. Also, I ended up the interview asking him a question about Celine Dion and that was just as a joke without knowing he came up with the best Celine Dion story ever. So stick until the end because it's really good. He was a sensational guest. Right now, if you hear my voice, you probably already know that you can listen to this interview. That said, you might not be aware that this interview was also filmed. You can find it at youtube.com slash willhilson if you want to see me interview Ryan G. Hines. Well, enough self-promo for today. Let's get to the interview. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you for having me. Before we start and getting into the subject, can you tell us a bit more what you do? Because I've seen your Twitter bio <laughs> and it's very, very large. So please tell us a little bit more about what you do. Uh, the main thing I do in the world is I'm a theater artist. Yeah. I create theater. I'm an actor, singer, dancer, uh, performer, writer, producer, director, choreographer. I've never done stage management. Stage well, management, maybe, maybe one day. day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, outside of my theater work, uh, I also do concert and cabaret work. Uh, uh, I'm a writer. Sometimes I've written for some newspapers and for uh, some websites and magazines. Yeah. As I, I'm interested in activism. I've done a little bit of activism work in the world. Yes. So what activism did you do? I'm very involved in uh, issues around people of color, okay. uh, issues that uh, affect the queer community. If we go back to theater and, and performing arts, is yeah. it, was it something that you always wanted to do? Uh, well, it's, it's interesting. People ask me this question a yeah. lot and I never really know how to answer it because For me, there was never anything else that I either wanted to do yeah. or thought of doing yeah. or thought that I would be interested in. Really? I remember being in an audience at something and, and being fascinated with how the audience was responding to yeah. what the people on stage were doing. Yeah. So it was pretty obvious to my mom that that was a direction that I was yeah. going in. So I think she knew that it would be silly to... Stop. <laughs> Stop it. And eventually you come out to your, your mom. Yeah. Was it a supportive thing as well? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, my growing up interested in the arts, yeah. you're always surrounded by lots of different kinds of people. Yes. So gay men and, and queer culture yes. was not a, a strange idea mm -hmm. in, in my house. Uh, my, my mom was, was always supportive. Yeah. So you were interested in performing arts from a very young age. Yeah. What do you like about it? When, yeah. I, when I'm not just on stage, but when I'm working on a piece, that is when I feel the most, uh, the most useful in my life. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else in the world that would satisfy me or give me as much a sense of purpose yes. as doing theater does. Yes. So. so you spoke earlier about being a black man. Yeah. You spoke about being gay. Yeah. Do you think that the performing arts or this sector of activity is an open-minded one. It can be and it, can, yeah. and it can't be at the same time. Yeah. It can be very, musical theater in particular, it's very, very much about type. So yeah. if you look a certain way, that's yeah. the only kind of role you're gonna get. it's casting, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's casting. I've always been interested in the kind of theater that isn't so much about what you look like as what you do. Yeah. How you can perform, yeah. the stories you can tell. Because of that, I've been lucky and very fortunate in 
n not having my race or my sexuality really define my work. Right. I've played I've played the queerest of queer characters yeah. and I've played very very straight yeah. characters. Right. Now we speak a lot about diversity, especially in um, performing arts, mm -hmm. in movies, in theaters. Do you think how how important is diversity? Uh, very important. The arts have to have to reflect the world around us. Yes. And anytime we exclude somebody or something, uh, it's a failure. It's a failure of the system, and it's a failure of the creative vision right. as well. Currently, is it diverse enough, or can we do more? Uh, I think we can always do more. Yeah. I look. I, I look at the shows that I put together, and I yeah. look at at the, the companies I bring together. And yes, they're racially mixed. Yes, they uh, were almost always at gender parity. Uh, where in the company uh, do I have space for people of generations, people who are much younger or much mm -hmm. older? So where in my company do I have space for uh, people with disabilities yeah. or, or other groups that are some sometimes marginalized or kept out, or mm -hmm. kept out? I, I really strongly believe that being being involved in that discussion and being uh, at the forefront of that yes. discussion is an important part of being an artist. Right. Do you think that? your sexuality ever had an impact, positive or negative, on the way you were booked for a show, the way you were casted? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, In what way? How? Both positive and negative. Yeah. I, I, know, I know that uh, I have been turned down for jobs because they'll say, you're a bit too exciting for our company. And that can be frustrating. Yeah. But at the same time, I've also had the experience of because of my sexuality, yeah. I've really been able to excel in certain roles. Yes. Uh, when I played Hedwig in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, I would not have been able to commit as fully to the experience and life of that character yeah. had I not already lived right. my own life. Uh, a casting director or a director will see you're a flaming gay yeah. boy, yeah. you're a chorus dancer. That's what really? you. That's the box you get put into. You're never featured, you're never a lead. And that can be frustrating as well. And do you think that some people see sexuality just like a casting thing as much as like I have brown hair like I couldn't play Martin Luther King yeah. of course yeah. you could but do people see also sexuality as a casting point absolutely I've, I've been on a, in auditions where they called me in because either the casting director knew me or knew my work, yeah. work yeah. saw the breakdown and said oh okay we need a gay guy Ryan yeah. Hines have him come in and read and then I go in and read and the character is just so not Something, yes. something that I would be interested yeah. in playing. Yeah. They are asking for a stereotype, not a character. Do you think that it, your sexuality can limit your audience? Well, uh, no. Great. Uh, and the reason that I think that is because I, like, I'm as gay as it gets. <laughs> I, I'm re really, really and truly. Like when you, when you, from the, before you walk in the, into the door, just looking at the poster, you, you know what's up with me. But I've been in the position where I've been on stage yeah. doing a performance yeah. in the middle of it, and I look out into the audience, and there's old white ladies and and young, uh, I don't want to stereotype, but like young straight guys. Mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of people who are all connected to what I'm doing. So yeah. for me... My sexuality does not at all limit what I do. So if I'm doing a show, yeah. I'm not gonna, just going to write it for the gay guys in the no, audience because that would be that would be dull. I'm going to try really hard to reach all the different people who I know might be there. Yeah. Because of that, I I don't think it's limiting. 
Do you think that some people hide their sexuality in performing arts, absolutely. and why do they do it? Absolutely. I think it, 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 come, it comes down to fear. I think yeah. they absolutely hide their sexuality. Yeah. And it's, it always makes me laugh because I don't think, I don't think they do it very well. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think, oh, I think they think if they, end, if, if, if they end up with a worked out body and come in dressed a certain way, they can hide it. But there's always going to be a hint of it, yes. a hint of it shining yes. through. And so then your performance or your audition ends up looking inauthentic. Um, I think they do it because they're afraid. I think yeah. they do it because they're afraid of being limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think often they do it because they have aspirations to being a star right. without remembering the stuff that it takes to, to get, get there. To there. Yeah. You were talking earlier about uh, activism. Yeah. How involved are you in uh, the LGBTQ plus community? Uh, very involved. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've been involved since, uh, since I was very, very young. I came out when I was 14 years old. Yeah. Um, That's quite young. I know. Sorry, how old were yeah. you? Can I ask you? Excuse you? Can I I'm ask kidding. you? I'm kidding. I'm 37. I'm 37. It was, you know, it was a different time then. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I think that sex in the 90s yeah. was more commonly and openly talked about right. than it is now. Really? There was still, not to be flippant about it, but there was still like the, the specter of AIDS. The AIDS thing yes. was was at the forefront of, uh, of mm-hmm. culture. But there was also kind of a, a rebellion back against it of being really colorful and, and saying, we are not going to be silenced or have lives that are not fun and joyful yeah. because of that. When I think of when I think of queerness in the 90s, yeah. I think of the time that RuPaul had uh, a national talk show and yeah, a hit song. Really? I, I think, think about before Drag Race. Way yeah. before really? Drag Race. Way before Drag Race. I think about um, uh, Delight and that kind of aesthetic of club culture being a centralized part of the yeah. mainstream. When I look when I look at society and culture now, I think that people have have calmed down yeah. a, a, a lot about it, but I also think all we need to do is is look south and look at other places in the in the world to see how how the other side is kind of is kind of gaining strength and and yeah. and trying to trying to shut us down again. Was um, it was it because there was more of a, a sense of community back then that we've lost a little bit? Yes. And yeah. is this do we gather in community because we need it? And now maybe we need it less. Yeah. I I know this is controversial, yeah. but but is it because nowadays we don't need it as much? Is is, is that part of the answer? I think that um, community is more important than ever, mm-hmm. and we always have to remember that just because we've achieved one thing, yes. it doesn't mean people very close to us have achieved everything they want. It doesn't mean that the trans community doesn't have Absolutely. a whole bunch of struggles Absolutely. that they're still dealing Absolutely. with. And that's why activism is a, a really useful thing in my life. Um, so what do you do? Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I volunteer. Yeah. I march. I do believe in, in getting off the internet and out into the real world. Yeah. Um, I am going to I'm going to make my presence as a mixed race, queer identified human being known in the world and yeah, appreciated in the world. And I'm going to stand up and hopefully be the role model that younger people who are like I was yeah. can look up to and can say, I can I can do what I need to do because that person did or that person did or that person did. Um, You're so inspiring. Thank you. It's so cool. <laughs> so cool. I love it. 
Um, can we talk about pride? Yes, yes. sure. So you, I've, I've heard. Correct me if I'm wrong. If, yeah. if I'm wrong, but I, I've heard that you hosted some shows during yeah. Pride. Do you still do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't be. I won't be at Pride this year because okay. uh, I'm going to be on, on tour with the show. So that's a good excuse, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> I love. I love doing Pride shows. It, it's. It's. It's a really exciting experience yes. to be on stage in front of such a huge number of people and everybody there is there to have a good time. They're there to celebrate themselves. Right. And so I, I always, I look at, pride for me is, is a responsibility and before every pride show I, I, I have done, I always take a quiet moment to reflect that of the people in the audience watching me, there's gonna be people for whom it's their very first pride <laughs> and they're gonna remember it forever. And there's going to be people for whom it's their last pride. Mm. And I always, and of course all the people in the middle. And so with my shows, I always want to make them worthy of the honor mm. of it being their first pride and worthy of the honor of it being their last pride. I, I've always loved the French word for show. Spectacular. <laughs> to me... It's spectacular. Yes, to <laughs> me, that is, that is the essence of what my pride shows yeah. are. And how important is pride in 2017? Yeah. Oh, we, we often yeah. get that question, right? Yeah. People often ask in, in the community itself, yeah. how important... Is it still important? I, I, more... I would say in 2017, it's, it's, it's more important than ever. Look what happened in Orlando last mm. year. We can complain about, oh, Pride gets too busy, mm -hmm. it gets too commercial, mm -hmm. it gets too this, it gets too that. It can be any number of things, but it needs to keep happening. And right. we need to hold on to the belief that we are a community worth celebrating. Uh, so for me, Pride is very much about not just looking back, but looking at where we are now mm -hmm. and looking forward to see how yeah. we can keep things improving for for everybody right i have one last question okay. that i did not send you <laughs> it's a Surprise. tricky one so um i've heard that you like uh, katie lang and barbara streisand yes i love and them. as a representative of quebec myself and the team would like to ask you what do you think about our very own celine dion i have a celine dion story that is no gonna way. knock your socks off get ready <laughs> okay, everyone behind the cameras are like, oh. yeah. So uh, my friends, my friends and I uh, went to Las Vegas last year. Yes. Uh, shortly after Renee died. Yes. So uh, so yeah. So uh, my friends and I are were, uh, were like, oh yay, we can go see Celine Dion. We bought tickets in the last yeah. row, literally yeah. against the the back yeah. wall of the last balcony yeah. of the theater. And then two songs in, one of the ushers comes over, and we're like, oh, he's gonna tell us to settle down. So we were like, mm. and he came over and he was like. I heard you guys are Canadian. Is that true? And I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're we're visiting from Canada. And he said, Celine likes to do something for the Canadians uh, Canadians in the house. So we're gonna we're gonna upgrade. She's like that. Come, come downstairs. So he brought us through the theater down the elevator. She comes down. She comes down through the audience and she's singing. And I was like, I'm gonna hug Celine Dion right now. I'm gonna hug Celine Dion. So she's like reaching out, touching people as she gets like she as, does, as, yeah. as she gets closer. <laughs> And then she gets to me and she's holding my hand and I was like, Celine, so, je t'aime, I love you so much. And as she was singing, she like winked at me. And so I have some like nice mid-song selfies with Celine. No way. What a great end of interview. Thank you so much for being here. You're Thank you so much, Will. Well. Great. Never, Never change. change. I won't. <laughs>